Hello and welcome back to Misfits in the Church, a show designed to help individuals who struggle with belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Jerry Cook, and thank you for taking this journey with me. Speaking of journeys, when I was living in California, there were many times when I would take the drive from California to Utah, and I would travel through Nevada. Now, I've There's a lot of places in Nevada that I like, that I've enjoyed. There's a lot of people in Nevada that I enjoy. But at the same time, when you're traveling through that desert, there's not a lot of towns around. It's kind of like if you're you're with someone else and you're thinking, oh, let's let's play an I Spy game, I Spy Brown. You know, it's it's like every everything is going to be desert obviously. And if you're traveling alone and you're traveling at night, you, you get this impression, you know what? I, I really, I really am alone. Or at least that's, that's what I thought. And I do like to travel at night because it's just, I could, I could think and I could, I could, um, you know, usually there's, there's not as much traffic, but you do tend to feel more alone. And then I thought, well, I, maybe I'm not really alone. There's, Maybe there really is people out there, yeah, yeah, walking in the desert in the middle of the night. That's that's comforting. And and then I see signs for prison ahead and do not pick up hitchhikers. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe maybe I'm not truly alone, but that's not necessarily a good thing either. And there's times in our life where we feel like we're going through an emotional desert or a spiritual desert. A, a crisis where we feel like we're truly alone or in the dark, or maybe we feel like all of these things are out there to destroy us. The adversary is is there and he's working on us. And we're we're thinking, why why are we alone? I'm I'm taking this journey and I'm trying to do the right thing in, in my life. And I thought God would always be with me. Why why can't I feel him in my presence? I'm I'm going through a health challenge. I'm going through a relationship challenge. Where where is God when when I need him? I've always been taught that God is with me. Where where is he? It's very interesting to me that recently in the Come Follow Me materials, I was reading John chapter 8, verse 39, and Jesus was was talking to various Jews, and he he said. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Now, I certainly can't compare to, to Christ, who always did the things that please his Father. I, I make a lot of stupid, stupid mistakes. I do a lot of, lot of dumb things. But I really try to please my, my Father in heaven. I know I, again, I know that I fall short plenty, plenty of times. I love Heavenly Father, and I love Jesus Christ, and I really want to serve them. Throughout the church, throughout my life, I've been taught God God will never leave you. And we're taught in John chapter 14 and 15 that the Comforter will will always be with you. Now, it's very interesting that uh, when, when Jesus says that the Father hath not left me alone, that he is with me because I do the things that please him. And yet we contrast that when Jesus performed the atonement, it was lifted up on, 
on, on that horrible cross that he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I question that. How could God the Father has have left his son? Now, I know there's a lot of different variations of and interpretations of what really happened during that period of time. I'd like to suggest that if Jesus Christ felt abandoned by his father and was a perfect soul, then we're not bad. We're not evil. We're not sinning if we feel like we have been abandoned by God. Coming back to the book of John, there's the passage where we learn about the comforter or another comforter who is the Holy Ghost. And when Jesus was teaching about sending another comforter, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. A lot of other Bible translations say that instead of it saying, I will not leave you comfortless, a lot of other Bible translations translate it to say, I will not leave you fatherless, or I will not leave you as orphans. And what a, what a beautiful promise. But at the same time, there's times in our lives, again, maybe a health challenge, maybe a relationship challenge, maybe a, maybe a challenge with feeling like we belong in the church. Maybe we don't feel like we're being treated right. Maybe we're struggling financially. Maybe we're watching someone else go through these things and we're saying, Heavenly Father, why have you left me alone? Why have you forsaken me? Why have you, why have you abandoned me? I've, I've been doing all these different things. I've been trying to serve you. I've loved you. I've tried to keep your commandments. I'm, I'm a covenant member of the church. Where are those blessings and promises that you have promised me? It was in this emotional desert of, of my life where for many, many months, where I was struggling mentally, emotionally, physically, and there were a lot of challenges in my family as well. And I was literally on the breaking point. And I, was, I went for a walk, and I, I live in the Provo surrounding area, and there's these beautiful mountains, and there's this walkway that's along right by the mountains that I see every time that I go on, on these walks. But one day I went, it was really cold, and it was really foggy, and I couldn't really see, even though the mountains were right beside me, I was struggling to see them. And just in this moment, it just hit me where I'm going, I am, I'm alone. God has left me, and I'm, I'm crying out in my heart, where are you? I really, I really thought that you would be with me. I thought you brought me to this point to do something good. I can't do that. If you're going to allow all of these bad things to happen to me, it's, it's impossible for me to do it. I, and I know nothing's impossible for you, but if you're not with me, then everything's impossible right now. I can't, I can't get through this without you. It's been months and months and months since I even felt anything from you. And in that moment, I had an impression of God asking me, do you see the mountain? And I said, no. And he says, how do you know it's still there? Well, I knew because I had seen that mountain many times in my life. And God said, 
the same is for me. Even though you don't see me, even though you don't feel my presence, you can know that I am with you, just like this mountain, just like the fog that doesn't, that doesn't change things. It might change how you feel. It might change your ability to see my presence. But when things are really foggy in your life, I will still be there. I will still be by you. It's very interesting in the, in the sacrament prayer, we're promised that God's spirit would always be with us. Jesus is again promising his disciples that I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you fatherless. I will not leave you as orphans. But there's no promise. God does not promise that, um, he does not promise that we'll always feel his spirit to be with us. He does not always promise us that we'll always see that God is with us. It reminds me of Gideon in the Old Testament. Where, where God appeared to Gideon and said, Hell, Gideon, the mighty man of valor, God is with you. And Gideon is saying, and this is in modern language, yeah, right. If God was with me, why, why do I have to go through these things? God brought our people out of Egypt to do great things. Where are his miracles? Right now, I'm the least of all in my family and in my community. I'm a misfit. I don't belong. I don't fit with everyone else. And right now, I'm hiding from my enemies. And you're saying that God is with me. I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time believing that. Well, it took a while, but Gideon eventually believed it. And understood that to be true as he did great things. And I could testify to each and every one of you who feel like you're alone. That God sees you as he promises in the Doctrine and Covenants. Verily, verily, I say unto you that mine eyes are upon you. I am in your midst and ye cannot see me. We may not see God, but he is there. For each and every one of us. We may not feel like God is on our team or on our side. Or that he has our back. But he is there. And I can promise you that. It doesn't undermine what you're going through. Those experiences stink. I hate them. I hate feeling abandoned. I hate feeling alone. I hate feeling like God's presence isn't there to strengthen me. I hate it. But I know that God is immovable, even more unmovable than the mountain in my life or the mountains in my life. And even when there's fog and everything else in my life that makes it difficult for me to see him, I know for a fact that he sees me and that he is in my midst. And that's the message that I wanted to share with you. And I'm imagining God appearing to each and every one of us, saying, Thou mighty man 
thou mighty woman of valor. There's times in our lives where we're going, yeah, right. If God was really with me, then I wouldn't be going through these things. We could learn from Gideon and Joseph of the Old Testament and Joseph Smith, from Esther and Ruth and Naomi. There are some wonderful examples there in the scriptures that we can take advantage of and read about and learn that God is always there. I hope I hope that you will know that. And even when you don't feel it, God's there. I know I know it may seem like a silly thing, maybe difficult to believe, but I know it's true. Take care. See you next time.